Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. Welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. Today is Thursday, June the 30th, 2016. And the word of the day is... Fortitude. 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 I didn't get a um, definition, but you have some synonyms. Yes. So that um, it's a kind of a big word. Well, it is a big word. It's not exactly the kind of word that you use in conversation. Not often. Yes, and maybe not even when writing something. Yeah. But when you do hear it, it's a very good descriptive word. Mm -hmm. But I love the synonyms. Um, Gosh, the the main one was strength of mind. And perseverance. Spunk. And stamina occurred to me when I was coming over here. Yes, that's that's good. Determination. Yeah. Endurance. Stick to itness. Yep. And those say you've had some true grit. Mm-hmm. And gutsiness. And gutsiness. Yep. And you know, really, when it boils down to it, fortitude are those people that have strength of mind to face some really bad things that are going on. Yeah, and a lot of really bad things have been going on lately. Uh, that was close to our heart because of um, the terrible floods in West Virginia. I'm sure everybody knows about those by now. And... Uh, your roots are definitely in West Virginia, yes. and part of my roots are in West Virginia. And then, you know, I have friends there. I had a friend that was, uh, for six or seven hours, I had no idea if the hill behind her house didn't just wipe them away. Mm. Because I had been to their place, they live on the side of one of those hills, and there was this huge mound behind them, and it did wash and hit the house above them. Did it? Yeah. Oh. They were fine. I was very relieved to see that they were here that they were fine finally but you know the whole town white sulfur springs is just not there no white sulfur springs richwood raynell um and others and all even alderson i hadn't heard that that's where the women's prison is oh wow where martha stewart was she wow. sort of put it on the map for yeah. people out in the world yeah really <laughs> but, yeah um Raynell was definitely a place close to my heart. That's the town where my parents were married. Oh, yeah. My grandfather was the minister of the Methodist Church there, which was beautiful. Raynell is a lumber town. Ah. The Meadows, what is it, Meadow River Lumber Company, mm. and the paneling inside that church. Do you know what, was the church damaged, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I haven't heard. Yeah. Another friend of mine, her 94-year-old uncle, who lived in Raynell, drowned. Oh. And he had lived through Normandy. Oh, my goodness. And was goodness. otherwise healthy, sound of mind. Oh, mm -hmm. heartbreaking. Yes, and another, uh, my cousin Jennifer, one of her running buddies, she's a marathon runner, yeah. uh, drowned. 
Oh, also, and goodness. she was just a young woman. Yeah. And I was talking to Rebecca Adcock, you know, the vice mayor of Stewart. Yeah. And her husband's a veterinarian here in town. Talking to her yesterday, and she said, I knew someone who drowned. And it turned oh. out it was the same woman, the runner. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. That. yeah the, well, I did hear things about that there were a few children. Yo, that was, that was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking, but it was all heartbreaking because uh, you know they, these are just good ordinary people, just like us, and things happen, and um, to, and they're definitely showing a lot of fortitude because they're pulling together. Uh, uh, people are. Uh, I've seen lots and lots of uh, out of Southwest Virginia a whole lot of help coming. Oh, from amazing! All different directions. God's pit crew. Yeah, there's yeah, all these trucks going up. Yeah, lots of water. Yeah, because the big, you know, everything is gone. No water. Even my friend that um, her house wasn't affected. No water. No electricity. No, uh, no grocery store. No resources. You know, and probably stranded because the roads are all to pieces. Oh yeah. You know, oh, those roads are just. Yeah, she hasn't talked about. She's grateful that she's safe and her children are safe. She hasn't like she knows that other people have it so much worse, so right. she hasn't said that they have problems, but I'm sure they do. Mm -hmm. You know, why, one thing that has impressed me greatly um, is the Greenbrier Resort. Yeah. And Jim Justice, he's the person who owns it now, and I, I don't know him. Right. Um, I have no idea anything else you know about him or his character. But he has been amazing. Yeah, they he, opened the place up. Yeah, they have 300 the people yeah. who don't have shelter who are staying there. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're huge. Uh, well, their golf course is gone. They said take a year before their golf yeah, course. Yeah, they were getting ready for this big... Um, PGA type yeah, thing. thing. And so that, of course, and yeah, he, they've just opened the doors of the green bar. That's right. That they're, is just awesome. That's right. They're feeding them. Yeah, yeah. that's one of those four, four or $500 a night yeah, type absolutely. places. Yeah, absolutely. And they're taking care of their own now. Yes. Which is awesome. It really is. Yeah, for sure. And then, you didn't know about it, but um, Reedsville, which is on the other side of us, in North Carolina, in North Carolina, just Carolina. not far. Yeah, it's not far from us. They had a devastating storm yesterday morning or yesterday during the day, and um, did a lot of damage there. And um, one thing that really, um, I was watching this report. It was about a five-minute report by the local station, and I can't hear, so I couldn't hear what the people were saying. But they showed this little house, beautiful little house, with uh, the trim of the windows were all done in turquoise, and the porch furniture matched the uh, turquoise trim, and um, nice yard with a great big tree beside the house. The tree fell on the house and just destroyed it. Oh, how sad. You know, and this uh, TV station had gone to the trouble of finding a before picture of this little house. This tiny little house, uh, best house isn't huge by any means, but it, it would fit into like half of her house the way it looked. Oh. And just, you know, this crushing blow, I'm sure. Especially since it sounds like someone dearly loved that yeah, house. Yeah, it, it was a charming little place. It, was, mm. it looked like maybe it was one of these old factory houses with a little addition on the back. 
and it was just a tiny, tiny place. Except, fortunately, the man was not at home mm. who owned it. I don't know if he lived alone or... They had an interview with a woman and a child. I don't know if they were connected or if they just saw the incident because I couldn't hear what they were saying. So, uh, you know, people who lived through that kind of destruction where everything you own is yeah, gone. I can't imagine. What, have you ever gone through anything Nothing like, like that? that? I've been so blessed in my life. Mm -hmm. I have never come close to anything like that. Well, I've never lost everything, but I have been through uh, several floods. It, oh, you know, wow. if you're from West Virginia, you have been through floods. Yeah. Now, they're calling this one a thousand-year flood, so I can't even begin to yeah. comprehend because the one in 1985 was horrendous. Yeah. And we were surrounded. Our house sat, uh, I, I was in a farmhouse, hmm. just, you know, married, had our little boy, yeah. and we couldn't leave the house. The house itself was fine, but you couldn't drive. Our driveway uh, was totally flooded, so wow. there was no way out. Unless right. You could, there was one way you could walk up this mountain, but wow. but it was suddenly you had a lake in your yeah. front yard. That wow. was it. Things floating by that you didn't want to see floating by, yeah. like cars and washing machines and dogs on rooftops and yeah. just just yeah. very very scary. Yeah, we had a flood right after I got out of high school in Stewart. Oh, I've heard about that yeah. one back in the 70s. Yeah, it was about 79 or so. And uh, and it was another thing of the town had never had anything like that happen, as far as I know. And they did such a good job. Mm. Uh, several people were rescued from pretty perilous uh, situations. Um, the um, people in the, the plants downtown were still quite active or rescued off roofs. Oh my! So was that, uh, and they opened the high, the elementary school, the uh, Red Cross set up in the elementary school. Uh, so me and Dad made coffee all night. You know, oh. they brought these people in. And I do. I'm pretty sure they rescued this one girl down at House Store, where the Mayor River right. is, and uh, she was pregnant. And one of the one of the neighbors took her home with her. You know, because she wasn't uh, wanted to make sure she was okay. Well, I'll tell you one thing in this recent West Virginia flood, there was a nursing home in Richwood that had 50 patients, mm. and that place was flooded up to the roof, the oh, eaves, goodness. and I thought, my goodness, what did they do? Really? Well, a nurse friend of mine who lives in West Virginia, she sent an email and said that Everything went according to everything they had ever practiced. Wow. And they got those 50 patients out and took them all the way to Wheeling, which is a couple hours yeah. away from Richwood. But I guess there was no place close. Well, they had a plan, though. They had a plan. Wow. And they put it into action yeah, and got worked. 50 people wow. out. Because that water came up very quickly. Yeah. The two high schools were pretty much destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Ball fields, you know, all well, that. And a lot of houses burned. I guess it's because of the natural gas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there were several um, pretty harrowing situations. Floating down the river on floating fire. Floating down the river on fire, and a woman 
um, died later of her injuries yes. from a fire. Uh, she was injured in the house that was flooded and it caught on fire and she wound up in a tree. Five hours with 50% of her body yeah, burned. They, uh, Talk about fortitude. Yeah, and they rescued her, but she passed later. Yes. Yeah, that felt bad for them. They were trying to help their daughter out. Oh. There's something to check on her house or check on her dogs or something. So, just very sad, but, mm -hmm. you know, but the human spirit and the fortitude, they'll pull it back together. Yeah. Take a while. Mm hmm. Another thing with fortitude uh, I was thinking about is illness. Yeah. And just how so many people are strong. Yeah. They don't give up. They go after it. And I'm not sure how much of that I would have. I don't know either. Because, like mm. I say, I've been pretty lucky. Uh, well, of course, you've been through some ups and downs lately. Well, I guess so. <laughs> maybe yeah. you just do what you have to yeah. do. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe you have more guts than you know yeah. you do. Yeah, people, I guess people don't really know until they're put to the test. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've never really thought that I was tested that hard. Well, that's Personally. nice. That's, yeah. Then you've been lucky. Yeah, I have been lucky. Yeah, all I do is look after old guys. That might take some fortitude. <laughs> oh, that takes that takes fortitude. <laughs> or maybe stamina, at least. Stick to itness. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but um, yeah. Anyway. So okay. Have we covered about that part? I think so. Okay. So we got a little sweet, and I have to announce I finished the quill shawl, my hat shawl. Congratulations. Was, yeah. Long last. And the heat of the... <laughs> that required a little fortitude because it got warm. That's right. You were working on it. It's wool. Yeah, it's totally wool. You were yeah. working on it in the winter when it probably felt good. Right, and then I had to finish it in the summer with where, when it was big and not so good. So <laughs> I have a picture of it. I'll put it up. And I started another little project. Um, a friend of mine has a little delightful little dye works um, business called Unplanned Peacock. I think we've talked about it before. Mm -hmm. And um, I joined her Tail Feathers um, Yarn Club. And what a yarn club is, is once a month you pay her uh, a bit and she sends you a skein of yarn. And it's her choice. She, it's the club color. And it's a special color that nobody gets except for the people that belong to the club. Oh, how cool. Yes, I did that for five months, and then my taxes came due. Oh. And so that was the end of that. And uh, How much does something like that cost? That was about $31 okay. a month. You so know, it, it a is a treat. Yeah, yeah, it was a treat for me, and uh, I really enjoyed it. And I think that included shipping, too. So, And then every once in a while, she gives you a little special uh, gift of some kind. And So it was, it was really sweet, but I'm working on a... Um, shawl in um, one of her skeins. I have five skeins of it now. And so, um, and I forgot to bring it with me, but I'm working on the Raina shawl and it's going really, really fast. So I'll probably have it finished by next time. The so other, what, yeah. what does Raina mean? Well, the only thing I could find out it was a Star Trek character oh. <laughs> in one of the original Star Trek um, series that she was an android who fell in love with Captain Kirk, and it killed her. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she had a shawl? 
No. No, she, no. no, she, you know how they did on the original series with women. They barely dressed them. Well, that's true. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm a, that's the only rain I could find online. So I, I didn't check with the designer to see what, uh, why she called it that. But it's a very pretty and very fast, uh, sweet pattern. So I'll put links to it and I'll put a picture. The other thing um, Natasha Von Plan Peacock is doing, and she did this last year, um, she has a special couple of skeins. If you buy them, she, for each skein that you buy, she's donating 10 pairs of socks to a homeless shelter for young people. Oh, how nice. Yeah, and this runs till September. And she has two special um, skeins of yarn. Well, I bought one of them. I was save my pennies and buy the other one because they're both absolutely gorgeous. She's a really talented young lady. And then um, I can't remember how many socks she wound up. I think she sent enough for 1,100 people. Oh, my gosh. Um, I can't remember exactly, but I'll put a link to it all. Last year. And, and she did it kind of off the cuff last year and didn't do it for quite as long. But um, she was inspired by the Orlando tragedy. And um, the, so many homeless young people are gay. Right. And... Um, so that was her link to that. Gosh, you know, that's another different side of fortitude. Yeah. Are the things that we get inspired to do by watching other people exactly. go through this. Yeah, exactly. And uh, you know, Natasha's a very caring little person. And, and she's an extremely good businesswoman. And um, the, uh, she does a really great job with her business. Um, and where is that located? She's in Ferrum. Oh, it's just uh -huh. close by. Yeah, and uh, she—I think she does have a, a um, she has a studio, but she mainly sells to yarn shops, and then off her website. Um, so stays busy, 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 for sure. Mm. And she raises Icelandic sheep, mm. and um, uses their wool. But mo most of what she produces commercially is. Uh, um, commercial yarns because uh, to have a uniform product. Right. Yeah. Well, since, let's see, you, you're talking about your, your yarn, I'll tell you something about postcards. Okay, yeah, we need to talk I about had, Well, I mentioned Rebecca Adcock, uh -huh. who stopped by my office down at work yesterday at the Reynolds Homestead. And she had some postcards she wanted me to look at that uh -huh. she had gotten from her family when she was home. And she had some neat ones, you know, Depot in Cincinnati, one with a mural. And um, there was a nice early 1900s picture of, I forget, New Rochelle, New York. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, there were some, some cool things. But then she had a little miniature postcard, which I love, uh, and this one was, oh, I don't know, one and a half by two, something wow. like that, I mean, it's, it's a very tiny one, uh -huh. and it was British, it was English, and it had been mailed, and it had a tiny little miniature stamp. Oh, cool. Now, I have seen small postcards, uh -huh. uh, that small, and then there's some that are, you know, a little bigger, maybe two by four, or something right. like that. I had never seen the tiny little stamp. Interesting. And the fact that it had been mailed. Yeah. 
And so, uh, yeah, we got up on eBay. I said, I need to find this out for you. And I had to, I did I couldn't find it. Oh, so I'm wow. that's a project I'm gonna pursue Absolutely. and see what I can find out for her yeah, about I imagine, that. I would imagine those would not survive well. Right. Right. And it was an old one. It was yeah. from oh probably about nineteen twelve or so. Yeah. Maybe even earlier than wow. that. So interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was fun. Because it's not been all that long since they standardized what you could mail. You remember, we oh, used to yeah. could just send anything. Oh, yes. And it would get there. And there'd be all kinds of weird shapes and sizes. And oh, we used to, we one time pulled some birch off of a birch tree and mailed it back yeah. home to a, that was when we were up at, our cabin in Hemlock. Yeah. And mailed it back just to Buchanan in 20 sure. miles. But it was. It was a chunk and mailed it like a postcard. Yeah. Well, and, and you, you could mail little tiny cards and little, and um, so they've standardized that now. You can't mail those tiny little cards anymore. Uh, and it's not been, it's in my memory that that changed. But I've sent some big ones that I thought they wouldn't let me that were weird shapes. Yeah. Yeah. They aren't happy about it. Yeah, and they have to hand cancel, yeah. but uh, yeah, they charge you more probably. Right, right. you can't put a postcard stamp. You have to right. use a first class. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, but yeah, I remember when we used to could just send little tiny things. Oh, they send all kinds. Well, you yeah. know, all my novelty cards right. might have a little sack of salt from Salt Lake City right. or something yeah. attached to it. Yeah, or, all that. But yes. that, that was before they used all these machines that just mm -hmm, rip it to shreds. Mm -hmm. yeah. I still send wooden ones. Yeah. Yeah, they probably did. But they, they might go But you definitely them. have to pay for Yeah, you, you have pay to pay a lot for the more difference. for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. What else is going on project-wise? Um, well, I got to go to camp for a day last week. That was fun. Is that a project? Can I talk about That's that That's a one? project, yeah. Okay. Um, this is the STEM camp, you know, the science, technology, yeah. whatever, all those words, math. Yeah. I like this, when we call it STEAM camp and throw the arts in there. Yeah, absolutely. Also, well, this was the STEM camp that the Reynolds Homestead puts on along with Patrick County, the school system, mm -hmm. 30 of the... I don't want to say best and brightest. I don't know how, how one says that. And I'm not even sure they say gifted. I don't know what they call. But anyway, these kids were middle school age. Yeah. Now, we don't have a middle school right. in Patrick County. But, but that's the age. Eight, yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, so we they got to do all kinds of things last week. Wonderful. Yes, they rock climbed and did um, challenge course. I forget everything, but I got to go with them to Virginia Tech. Oh, yeah, I saw the pictures. Yes, we we. Uh, I haven't seen pictures. I'll have to look. Maybe yeah, Sarah put. Am I in some? Yeah, you were in one at least at the end where they were in. I guess the stadium. Yes, yes. And they oh. were all lined up, and somebody well, was talking to them, and you were you were at the end. You know. Well, how cool is that? I have it was to go really, look. Yeah, I can't remember who put it up. <laughs> well, Prairie Reynolds Homestead, our, yeah. our homepage or yeah, something. Yeah, more than likely. I yes. saw it somewhere. Well, that's what we did. We took awesome. them up there, and they got to go down the basketball court. We got to go through the tunnel that the Virginia Tech football team goes oh, down, cool. right onto the playing field. 
Um, the player's lounge, the Ooh. player's weight room, yeah. and of course, you know, football players at these big schools, yeah. they've got it made. Yeah. They definitely are, uh, are revered, revered, looked yeah. after yeah. And, and revered. But that was fun, and the oh, kids absolutely. certainly loved it. Yeah. Then we took them over to the inn at Virginia Tech, and they got to go through the kitchens. We got to see one of the beautiful hotel rooms, the mm. suites, and the chef let them make their own desserts. They well, got to make yeah fun. a little chocolate mousse strawberry concoction. That fun. Yes, but what a fun, uh, what an experience for these Absolutely. young kids from a rural county. And even though all the kids were, you know, perfectly nice, and I mean, they're teenage, young preteens, yeah. but so they had a lot of energy. Yeah. But I, I have to brag that the five best kids out of those thirty were from Meadows of Dan. All right. I know. Behavior wise. Behavior wise, questions they yeah. asked, the attention they paid, yeah. and I thought. Wow, I am so proud of Absolutely. these kids. I've noticed that in the few times I've dealt with kids. And you know, I might be a tiny bit biased. Well, I was trying not to be. No, but and, it um, was it was pretty yeah, obvious yeah, to me. Yeah, but I, I have um, noticed that with several different types when I've done a countywide thing. Mm -hmm. that these kids do seem to be a lot more focused mm -hmm. on what you're telling them. And engaged. Yes. They do seem to be engaged. Yes. But I've also, you know, I've dealt with kids from other counties right. and places yeah. all over. And Patrick County kids oh, yeah. are really polite, comparatively oh, speaking. Yeah, every, uh, I don't have as much to do with kids as I'd like because I'm tied up a lot. But every time I've done anything with the young people in Patrick County, it's been amazing. Mm-hmm. Regardless, yeah, it's really, really good group. Years ago, when uh, I was still in Patrick County High School, the um, I can't remember if it was the designer or the uh, architect for the school came and let's see, the school opened in seventy two. Seventy. Seventy, and I graduated in seventy eight. And anyway, the architect came back in seventy six or seventy seven. And did a, they did a program. I don't know, I can't remember why or what the situation was. But I remember him getting up and commenting on how nice the school looked. Mm -hmm. And how much better it looked at, than other schools that he had been, um, you know, he had designed about the same time. It was only like six years old. Right. <laughs> and, um, oh, there's a lot of pride in this county. Absolutely, you know. But they, uh, and of course, I haven't been back there in years. But I'm sure it's still in good condition. Oh, absolutely. You know, <laughs> I can't imagine the kids trash in the blank. For sure. Yes. Right. Well, that sounds like it was a really good experience. Yeah, well, I was tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to kids that well, much either. Yeah. You know, I yeah. usually do the older adults. So. Yeah. But it's yeah. good for us. Good yeah. for us. And you did a presentation for your um, older people 
Oh, that's coming up. Oh, okay, your art fusion. Yes, right. well, I do that every month. Oh, it's but just it'll, once a month. Yeah, okay. this Tuesday. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'm, I'm preparing for preparing it. Preparing so. for that. So. Yes. All right, so have we got that covered? All I think so. Oh, tart. Yeah, a little tart. So that's book reviews and quotations. And oh, well, when it came we to, have to talk about fortitude, uh -huh. I thought, well, I'm just going to put type in fortitude book. And I got a title. Yeah. It's fiction. It's called Fortitude, and it's by Hugh Walpole. Mm -hmm. I never had heard of it. I, I don't think. Now he's a fairly well-known British mm -hmm. writer. Mm-hmm. Yes, 1913, the first great success of one of the most popular novelists of the early 20th century. Mm -hmm. Fortitude, 1913, is the author's own favorite work. Story of Peter Westcott. And the more I read about it, I thought, I, I want to read this. Yeah, I think I'll go get it. All right, well, good. As old as it is, we might be able to get a, um, one of those... E-books. I'm not sure mm -hmm. whether. Yeah. I'm not sure if it's old enough to be um, in, in in common domain or whatever they call I it. I guess now. they did a reprint yeah. in 2005, but yeah. uh, but I'm sure it's easy to get. Mm -hmm. It was a popular title. Yes, and he was a very popular author, Hugh uh -huh. Walpole. Yeah. And it does ring a bell, his name, but I don't yeah. know that I'd ever read and anything. And I've always called, said it Walpole, and it may be Walpole, wrong. no, you're probably right. Yeah, I have no idea. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the other thing I found was, I put in Fortitude, there is a TV drama. By that name, uh, and of I didn't course, know that. well, of course, Leslie, you and I do not have TV, so right. we get way far behind. Well, this is on Netflix, we don't know about exactly. It. This is Sky Atlantic, whatever that is. Hmm. I don't even know. It's a new TV drama that sounds really cool. It talks about the landscape, and it shows Northern Lights in just cool. the picture. And they said nine must-read books for Fortitude fans. Okay, and so it turns set, out... Does it say where the... Well, I'm not sure. That, but it does talk about polar bears being in huh. there. Isolation, seclusion, so weather, upper, and wildlife. Well the, books, well, the books that they recommended are Scandinavian crime books. Ah. Okay. So, of which I love. Yeah. You know, I love Stieg Larson and, oh, yeah. you know, all of those that who, came who out. Who wrote that one? Smilla in the Snow or... Mm hmm That was a good one. Yeah, yes. And there's all kinds on this list. They they wrote... Oh, Manco. I've read Henning Manco. Yeah, yeah. A few of his before. But anyway, so here we are. We're just telling people about this show we've not watched. We've not watched, but, but if you've got TV, this might this be sounds a good fascinating. One. Yeah. Yes. Well, it may eventually show up on Netflix, and then we'll know about it when it comes. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Did you have any quotes about Fortitude? Well, I did. I found two. All right. That I liked. I found lots, but yeah. two that I really liked. One's by Jacqueline Bassett. Hmm. A mode of conduct, a standard of courage, discipline, fortitude, and integrity can do a great deal to make a woman beautiful. 
Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I like that one. That's a I marked one. that one right off. And the other one by Emil Dorian from a Romanian diary, and that was during World War II, mm -hmm. but Emil, 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 probably. Emil, yeah. E-M-I-L. He wrote, Strong people alone know how to organize their suffering so as to bear only the most necessary pain. Hmm. Yeah, and that one just sort of stopped me in my tracks, especially that thinking about, especially when I realized it was written between 1937 and 1944 wow. in Romania, and yep. I thought, wow, that that you organize your suffering. So as to bear only the most necessary pain. Hmm. That's to organize your suffering. I mean, you have to be have a lot of suffering that you organize it. Wow. Because well, it would overwhelm you. It would kill I guess you. So. Well, uh, that reminded me of a couple of um, book club books we read mm. that were kind of centered on war too. Um, the one that took place in France. With the All the girl. light you cannot see. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was yeah. good. And um, the so I can kind of get a a bit of a grasp on that mm -hmm. through what this girl went through. That's right. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, um, and and it's really a really good book. Um, I had a little trouble identifying with some of the characters when I first read it, but in thinking about it, I like it more and more. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure I liked it at first. Mm -hmm. um, and then the um, uh, the Vermont writer, the uh, Sam Oh, Piper Chris Bajalian. Yeah, was it Sam Piper? Sand Castle. The Sand Castle Girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was good. That was about Armenia, Armenia and Turkey. And that tragedy. World War yeah. One era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, tra that tragic... Um, time period. You know, the Pope just the other day called that a holocaust. Yeah, well, it was. Yes. And an unrecognized one. Uh -huh. Or was that the word? What's the other word for a holocaust? Uh, it's a genocide. A genocide. Yeah. It was yes, a genocide. that's what I meant. I'm sorry. And it was really kind of an, un, or, or very much an unrecognized episode. Right. Until fairly recently. And, um, Oh yes, the writer. I think he had a lot of influence. I think in so his too. writing to get this um, recognized because mm -hmm. people just did not know. It was no, so isolated. And people still, um, you know, people were there were some people who were upset that the Pope called it a genocide. Oh, it was. Yeah, no. I mean, it was quite a brouhaha on really? NPR with yeah. various, well, especially anyone from Turkey and. Yeah. And there's because they have always denied it. Really? Mm hmm. Mm. But you know, there's just some things you can't deny. You and that's can't when very hundreds of thousands, <laughs> if not millions, of people are killed. Yep. yep. You cannot. Can't hide that. Mm hmm. Think about that with fortitude. All the people oh, who go absolutely. through war. Yeah. Well, people that are dealing with it every single day. Now, when 9-11 um, happened, I had a very dear friend, a very sensitive young woman, 
uh, one of the first things she said to me is the realization that people have spent their entire, she was maybe 40, maybe a little younger, Kim. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the uh, overwhelming realization to her was that people her age in other places have lived with this kind of fear that we were dealing with, that this was a brand new thing to us. Mm -hmm. You know, because we didn't know what was going to happen. This was like right after it happened. And we didn't know what was going on, what the president was going to make good choices. You know, the whole, uh, just, everything was all up in the air. And that really struck me that um, people have lived their entire lives with this kind of situation and made a life. Well, do you know, two weeks ago, at our um, Tuesday evening spiritual group at Felicia Sheeler's home, yeah. we had a man from Israel uh, who was born there, yeah, you know, yeah. and he was visiting Mothers of Dan uh -huh. and came to the meeting and you know, we were just talking. He, he's a very charming, yeah. bright person. Um, he told the story about he, his wife, and young daughter being bombed. Mm. A bomb exploded, right? I think they were at a restaurant. Wow. This is when the daughter was just a young child. Mm -hmm. And the bomb went off. And he said that his wife has never recovered. Well, I can't imagine. Mentally mm -hmm. and emotionally. Her, his, the, his daughter was burned badly, oh, but lived. Yeah. And is alive now. And uh -huh. I think this was probably... Um, I'm gonna guess 20, 25 years well, ago, yeah. and his wife ended up being bombed again, oh, like a few, maybe ten years later, was oh. in a similar situation, and and we're looking at him saying, "How do you live? Yeah. How do you go to work and, and go to laugh and go to restaurants and yeah, enjoy your children art yeah. museums and, yeah. and live your life and he said because that's what you do yeah. you can't you, let them win no no you yeah. can't let them win and it's like well do you have a, are you full of hatred because most people would be all yeah. the time and he said well my mechanic is an Arab yeah. And I sit and drink coffee, and we get along fine. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not. It's, it's not these people. It's terrorism. It's the politicians, yeah. too. Yeah. Especially and, in Israel yeah, and Palestine. Exactly. Yeah, the, the people you can't let win are the ones that are causing these problems. Terrorism and whatever. Right. Yeah, that are using violence. That's not the answer. Yeah. Yes. And, well, and Felicia related a time when she was over there and a bomb went off. Mm -hmm. And it, it, they weren't right there where it right. happened, but it was relatively close. And they saw on the TV, and there were, you know, it was just horrible. Yeah. And, and she said, then, like, Hours, few hours later, everyone was gathering together saying, well, where are we going for supper? Yeah. And, and she was like going, what? How can you even think that way? This is what, yeah. this is terrible, this is awful. Yeah. And that's, and the man looked at her who was visiting and he said, because that's how we stay sane. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something just we have I never mean, dealt with. I mean, that's sad. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. yeah, we've never dealt with that type of situation here. Mm-hmm. But we're coming closer. Yes. Yeah. yeah, when you can't go to a nightclub or yeah. you, know, you just whatever. don't know who's going to decide that um, you're a problem mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. It's a complicated world. Yes. It really is. Mm. Yep. But anyway. do try to be hopeful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I look at young people. Oh, we have some amazing There's young There's some amazing people. young people. I see more and more all the time. There's a young uh, couple came to visit me today, and she just graduated from Tech as a veterinarian. Oh, they're staying at the cabin. And they're staying at Pond View. Yes. And um, have a little baby, beautiful child. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed them, but I wanted to see the goats and, uh-huh. and play and everything. Uh, so. You know, my roommate in college, Carol, graduated from Virginia Tech's vet school. I think it's a good school. It is a good school. Yeah, I think it's a good school. So. Absolutely. Yeah. So, that yeah. is the, about the toughest, well, veterinarian school in general. Really? About the toughest... Because there's not many of them. No. So. It's hard to get in. Very hard. And um, one advantage we have here for um, complicated situations is we do have, with animals, we do have techs so close by. Right. And um, they, uh, you know, are a very good, valuable resource Mm -hmm. for people. You know, some people would laugh at us when we say they're nearby. You know, it's yeah, like well, an yeah, hour and twenty about, minutes yeah, away. Yeah, it's but about, yeah, it's about but to us, that's not. Well, for yeah, uh, I also had another lady come in uh, this past weekend uh, from Connecticut that's wanting to move to Southwest Virginia, mm-hmm. and she has alpacas. Mm-hmm. And so, so I'm telling her all about. You know, she's asking questions about living down here and all the different things. And, and, um, you know, Connecticut is a little tiny state. <laughs> you can get, it does, it's not very far from, uh, to anything in Connecticut. So right. that was one of the differences I was, I was pointing out, is we plan when we go somewhere. Absolutely. You know, because um, it is so far, so you get like your month's worth of animal feed, and you get... And you don't forget anything. Mm-hmm. Or if you forget, mm-hmm. you wait till next month. Right. And we plan, you know, if you're going to Stewart, well, that's one list. Right. But if you're going to Roanoke, that's a totally, that's a totally different, different list because yeah. you're going to the city. Yeah. And, you know, and of course, my bank is in Floyd. My vet's in Stewart. Um, as well, oh, my feed store is in Hills, in Galax. So, you know, I'm bouncing around all over the place mm-hmm. doing mm-hmm. these different things. So, um, and the library, t- t- I went to uh, Stuart today because I needed to go to the library because our poor boatmobile is broken. Oh, that's sad. Please, if anyone wants to, well, I hate to say donate to our bookmobile when I just saw pictures of the, some of the libraries in West uh, yeah, Virginia exactly. that are yeah, yeah, um, I think, yeah, totally I think, devastated. Yeah. At least we can go and get books. Yeah, they are, um, and they are working on it. They're having some kind of issue with the, the transmission and the engine aren't talking Uh-oh. or something. <laughs> I don't know Uh-oh. what the problem is. But we love our bookmobile. We love our bookmobile. So. And we really well, and it serves as a service, especially for the youngsters in the county. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's um, really important. Uh, I went up there Monday, didn't realize, I 
my phone number's changed and they didn't let me know, I guess. And I went up there and it's just like a sinking feeling. No, but I just always get the we. It's every other Monday, and I if it's not there, I always figure, well, I have the wrong Monday. Yeah, it's sort of like the recycle right. thing they bring yeah. up every other every other weekend. weekend. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we should do a little unexpected, which um, I didn't really do anything except that I've been building a bunny house. Well, now that's something to talk about. Uh, and that has been taking some fortitude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, tell us about this bunny house. Well, um, I'll, I'll put a picture of it. Uh, I have a lot of found materials because we were going to build a shop, and that didn't happen. So I had eight French doors. Eight French doors. That sounds like a Christmas song. Doesn't it? Eight, eight French, French doors. doors. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, I took seven of them and made walls for a little gazebo. And I saw this idea online. And I decided it looked really, really cute. And then, of course, for a rabbit house, it's going to have to have something to keep predators out. So I couldn't have an open front. Mm. So the, the back wall is three doors. And the side walls are, is two doors. Mm -hmm. And then my, friend, my cousin Amy came and helped me put up the back wall. And then um, and Kathleen came back and helped me fine-tune the uh, side walls. And then we put... I had these old... Uh, folding doors that I used to use for a um, well actually they're shutters that I used to use for a display for my uh, booth when I was doing a lot of shows and uh, so I used them with another folding door for the front oh okay can you see yeah. in and watch the rabbits yeah well what I'm planning to do is in the um, during the day I'll just open up the front mm -hmm. and I have this uh, little dog pen Mm -hmm. And I'll just put it around the front of it uh, to keep, you know, casual apartments out. Because I'll be around. And Nightly tells me if anything's going wrong uh, anytime during the day. You know, he watches everything like a hawk. Did you put this up over at the shop? Over at the shop, yeah. Mm. And then, so now what I've got left to do is uh, put the roof on. And what will that be, like mesh or something? Well, it's a um, it's more found materials. Peter had these panel, plasticky panels of um, corrugated. Plastic. Oh, like roofing? Yeah, it's a kind of roofing, I guess. And I don't know where he got it. He brought it over to the house. Um, it, it, he took it off something at their place and replaced it and asked me if I could use it. I said, oh, yeah. I didn't know what for at the time. I've used it for five or six different things so far. And so I painted it to keep the light out because it was clear, well, clear-ish plastic because it's old. Um, and so I painted it to keep the light out so that it'll make some shade for the rabbits. And that's going on the top. So, but the fortitude part is, it's all found materials, so not everything goes together just exactly right. <laughs> uh, uh, it's a Leslie creation. Yeah, yeah, you know, so the... Um, the roofing panels aren't quite long enough, so I'm have to finagle here and and finagle that and finagle the other thing. But it'll be okay. That's what I keep saying. Kathleen looks at me funny when well, I say it'll be okay. Well, if it doesn't, if you huff and you puff and it doesn't blow so down, so far with the winds that we have had, it has not fallen down. Very it good. got kind of wonky there for a bit. <laughs> 
Well, I think that's quite admirable. Yeah, and I was, um, I have to get on the back side to, and put a ladder up to finish the roof. And so I was, I have this humongous uh, thing of weeds, uh, huge uh, burdocks and everything. Well, can't you put a goat out there? Well, yeah, she's, you know, uh, she's got a baby and she don't want to get too carried away right now. So I'm cutting this stuff down. Oh. And so I was clearing it away, clearing it away, and, and pulling down this burdock and, and this old poke, huge tall pokeweed, all of it taller than I am. And I turn around, getting ready to cut down this thistle, and there's a bird's nest. And I had already taken all the cover before I saw it. Aww. So I don't know, um, I took a picture of the bird's nest, and she had three little eggs in it. Well, yesterday she came back, and she sat on it all day. And this morning she was gone. And I haven't seen her all day. But the eggs are still there. The eggs are still there. But yeah. I'm afraid I took enough cover away that something might have got her last night. Because oh. we have all those feral cats up there. Oh. So I don't know. I'm going to see if she's there tonight when I come, when I put, shut the chickens up. So, mm. Well. Yeah, because she might not stay there during the day. I don't know. So, so that's how the, and the baby goat is uh, growing and growing. Oh, she's precious. Yeah, and she's wild, and she leaps into your lap. You all have spoiled her. She is rotten. Yeah, she loves your dad. Yeah, but he he's gotten to the point where he won't let her on him anymore because she's just gotten too big. Yeah, and she won't stand. She won't sit down and lay down. She wants to walk. Oh yeah, yeah. You know? Yes. <laughs> yeah. She leaps into my lap and she lands on my chest. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Her, her. She's gonna get a little big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hoping by the time she's big, she'll be more interested in grazing. <laughs> but Peter um, came to see us Tuesday evening. But they have company, lovely Bridget, mm -hmm. and um, he was in the pen with the goats, and he has gotten Rose spoiled uh, to where she'll stand up on him. Oh my. And he'll give her a treat, which she was, he didn't have a, he had given her all the treats, and she was still standing up. She grabbed the mail out of his pocket and started seeing <laughs> it. Yeah. Like, yeah, they will do that. They will chew on anything. Well, uh, and she got hold of me the other day, I've got a big chunk missing out of my hair. And she, uh, before Did she I eat it? Yeah, so before I realized it, she would chopped off a big chunk. Of the hair. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I, I told Kathleen to warn people that if you go to hairdressers, you know, they, they might object. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, have you got anything unexpected that's been happening? Well, I just had a nice visit with my cousin Kirk. Yeah? Yes. He, when I was three years old, Kirk came down from New Jersey to attend the college in my town. Uh-uh. So he was, what, 17, oh, yeah. 18? So he was like this super cool big brother, Absolutely. cousin type. Yeah. And so he has always been very, very precious oh, to yeah. me. Well, I'm sure you and had a good time. It was very, it was nice to see yeah. him. He was here a couple days. We went over to Mickey G's for dinner Lovely. one night. And I actually took a day off work. and. Yeah. We got sandwiches at Poor Farmer's Market and went up to Rocky Knob to the picnic area. Nice. And I must say, it looks beautiful. 
Those, whatever the team is now cleaning the state park. Yeah, they are national park. I'm sorry, Uh Uh, they are doing a really nice job. All right, Uh I haven't been up there in ages. It's been maybe two years. I don't know. I try. I used to go all the time. Yeah, and and just hike, especially when I had my dog. Yeah, and I hadn't been there, but we we had a nice. A little right. stroll around. Yeah, there's a nice little, um, not very um, difficult um, stay, uh, trail that stays up on the plateau. Right. Yes. They, they have the major trail that goes down the mountain and all the yeah. way to the... Well, you know, place. at Rocky Knob, you can walk quarter mile, half mile, yeah. two miles, three miles, 13 miles. Yeah, whatever, yeah they've got it And whatever up. portion yeah. you want to. Yeah, you can go up to the... The official Rocky Knob, and that's that's a fairly short trail. It's somewhat strenuous, but mm-hmm. because you go up the hill and then back down, and the, it's switchbacks going mm-hmm. down. Mm-hmm. But, well, Rock Castle Gorge trail yeah, is still one. close. Oh yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, they yeah, need to reopen that. Yeah, that's, um, it's a fire road, so I really thought they would be getting mm-hmm. uh, it. It's been two up. years now. Yeah. Yep. I was talking to the uh, ranger. He gave a presentation at the Reynolds Homestead last week. We had a group from Rinalda House in Winston-Salem come up. And I had them for two hours, you know, giving them a tour and and talking about our history. And then he came and he has done a lot of research on the enslaved community Mm. at... Reynolds Homestead, and I didn't realize that he was the ranger at Rocky Knob Campground. Which, what was his name? John Whit, Whitlow. I don't think I've met him. Too. He's yeah. been there, I think he said three years, okay. three, four yeah. years. And his wife is a ranger at Booker T. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. interesting. Yeah, very, very yeah, fascinating What did he say people. about the trail that he- Yes, and he just said that it was still closed. Yeah. I told him I almost sneaked down there because I was missing seeing the wildflowers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah, we would like to see that back because mm-hmm. uh, that was, yeah, that was our spring walk. Um, every April. Every April. Yes. We down. And we have a friend that knows a lot about the, uh, several friends really, that mm-hmm. know a lot about the wildflowers that will point them out to us. Mm-hmm. And know the names and everything. Mm-hmm. So, There's yeah. some you only see yeah. back in there. Yeah, the only back is always yes. back in there. So, um, yeah, we definitely miss them. For sure. Um, all right, anything else that's unexpected or going on? Or no, tomorrow is July 1st. July 1st, yeah, I'm going to have a yard sale. When? Get my act together this weekend. Oh, this weekend for the 4th of July. For the 4th, yeah. Mm. I'm going to be working the candy store. Oh, yeah, I know. (laughs) It'll be wild. Yes, Flow Fest is going on down at uh, Fairy Stone on Saturday. I saw that. I'm sorry to miss miss that. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. that's too bad. Yeah, that's, uh, uh, we miss a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm. Darn work. (laughs) 
I did go to Honduras Coffee Shop last Saturday night oh, yeah. with a couple of friends. We went down to hear a band. And that was nice. We did. We had a good time. I almost went to one on Friday. Good for you. Well, you by, the time, no, by the time I got away from Dad, it was after 7 o'clock and needed a shower. Uh, I just said forget it. I know. See, yeah. that's what happens. Because <laughs> things around here generally are not late. Right. You know, they usually end 9 or 10. Mm -hmm. And so by the time I got there, they would be packing up. <laughs> so that was over in Floyd. Oh, yes. So. Well, let's go to Oak Grove Pavilion behind the Lutheran Church yeah, on Saturday night. I used to go. It's a beautiful setting. It's They're free. Well, they take a free will offering right. yeah. for local, for something yeah. local. Sure. Um, and they have great bands. Yeah, we so need to do that. We could do yeah. that. Some, and they don't start till 730. Yeah. So. We usually squeeze out. We used to squeeze out a little bit of something. you got to have some fun. Yeah. Uh, is the Crooked Road still doing any music? I haven't heard. I, that I don't know. Yeah, because that's just right down the road too. Yeah, that's. I, mean, I haven't been there. I haven't been there this season, yeah. and I need to go. Mm-hmm. Because they are good. Mm-hmm. Very good food. Yes. Yeah. So, all right. I guess we better wrap it up. Uh, oh. the, our word of the day for next um, time we discussed. That's right. What did we decide? We talked about wisdom and kindness. Yeah, because of a quote that you did. Mm -hmm. So we will probably do one or the other, or maybe both, mm -hmm. of those, just to see what we, uh, we'll work on it the next couple of weeks and see what we come up with. Oh, yes, they're both wonderful words. Yeah, and that was a terrific quote, so, but we'll talk about that. All right, our show notes are at quincepodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook under Quince Podcast. We are on iTunes under Quince Podcast or Beth Arman Ford or Leslie Sheeler. And we will be talking to you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye. Thank you.